the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Y'all know I would never lie to you, right? That's right. No, I don't lie. I speak it, I, I speak it straight up truth. But if I were to lie to you, you would know it because I'd be better at it than Biden, right? We're going to discuss that little faux pas that happened on Joe Biden's excellent adventure across the pond, as they say. We're going to talk about that and more on tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, indeed. It's also Thankful Thursday, and I'm thankful every day of the week that I get to spend this time with you guys tonight. I'm also thankful that uh, my man Larry Clayman, founder of Judicial Watch and also now founder of Freedom Watch, is going to be here. He's the only person that I know and probably you know and you've probably even heard of lately in the media that actually has argued a case in front of none other than KBJ, a.k.a. Katanji Brown-Jackson. So he's going to be here to give his take on her. The hearings continue today with uh, the Bar Association and different people, witnesses or whatever coming forth. Like they're like they're not going to have people coming forth to say how great she is right but there were some interesting moments with the attorney general out of alabama that we're going to talk about um speaking of lawyers and lawsuits our man donald j trump has filed a lawsuit against none other than hillary clinton and her buddy christopher Steele for the russian collusion hoax and i'm saying it's about dang time djt Donald J. Trump. We've got that to talk about. And also what should probably be at the top of every media outlet tonight should be the blockbuster report that has been coming out from Pfizer as they have been forced to release the documents and the data about the weapon that's killed Americans called the COVID-19 vaccine. So yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit tonight as well. Would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in. And speaking of weighing in, I always love his his uh, perspective on things, especially when he agrees with me, which is most of the time. And he would never lie to me like Joe Biden did today. Of course, I'm talking about none other than DJ Potato Skins. It will include and across the board. DJ, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Skins. We agree 99% of the time, just not on Batman. Right. Well, yeah, we don't agree in, in, in anything related to movies. <laughs> so, um, but you know what? That's okay because you might eat sushi and I don't eat no sushi either. So, um, you know, what? I used to love sushi, just found out recently allergic to fish. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. 
Well, you should try some crawfish sometime because it's not exactly fish. All right. So we got to get into the opening clip that we played was of Joe Biden. So he's over there across the pond. He's over there meeting with NATO members and he gets asked by this reporter, uh, sir. Well, that was her first mistake referring to him as a sir. He doesn't deserve that kind of respect that the office of the presidency deserves respect. Joe Biden, in my opinion, does not. And I think he proved it with this lie that he told tonight. Sir, she says deterrence didn't work. What makes you think Vladimir Putin will alter course based Based on the action you've taken today, this was a CBS reporter, Christina Ruffini, uh, at the NATO summit in Brussels. Let me get something straight. You heard him say, you remember if you covered me from the beginning, I did not say that. In fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. This is like I never said mask would work. You know, this is this is the insanity. You know, this is the gaslighting. This is a, literally a psychological tactic that's used by malignant narcissists that lie to your face, that pee on your leg and tell you it's raining, right? And and it just goes to show the arrogance that he's got. And as well as the fact that, to me, it's another example of, of his cognitive faculties being completely decayed because is he not aware that everybody can Google, everybody knows, everybody that has been covering him, they know one thing for sure. They know that he's lying right then in that moment. In fact, we pulled a clip of Kamala talking about how deterrence work. Let me expand on that quote that she had, that she, uh, that we played a clip of. In February, uh, she was asked whether she believed sanctions would deter Putin. And she said at the time, absolutely, we strongly believe and remember also that the sanctions are a product not only of our perspective as the United States, but a shared perspective among our allies. Actually, it's a, her bit, it's her most cogent moment. And the allied relationship is such that we have agreed that the deterrence effect. See, Biden put a strong emphasis on that word, right? So I'm going to deterrence effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one, especially because, remember also, we still still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. She did not go rogue. We all know, as as Rob Portman out of Ohio said right uh, immediately afterwards, of course, sanctions deter. They just have to be done in the appropriate way. Um, they, They have to be harsh enough in advance. The sanctions didn't work here because there was nothing, there was no teeth. There was nothing meaningful that was done in advance. And by in advance, it doesn't mean as they're stepping over or rolling a tank over into Ukraine. That's not in advance. What he's proven is, is that sanctions don't work as a deterrence afterwards. Deterrence means in advance. It doesn't mean you imposing all these sanctions. Of course, they don't work as a deterrence when they're not done in the form of a deterrence. That has to be done in advance. And the fact is, is that he didn't do it. In fact, not only did he not, but the Russian oligarch, let me see if I can pull up this person's name. Russian oligarch Yelena Baterina, who paid three and a half million dollars into a bank account associated with Hunter Biden and his business partner, has not been sanctioned along with other oligarchs allied with Putin for his genocide in Ukraine. Now, why not? This is uh, from uh, Republican Congresswoman, uh, oh, she might be a senator, Elise Stefanik out of New York. Why didn't the CBS reporter ask about this in, related, in relation to sanctions? Right? Sanctions are a deterrence, but they have to be done meaningfully and they have to be done in advance. And the sanctions that he did were not meaningful. They weren't done in advance. In fact, he's done everything that he could to encourage Putin to go into Ukraine. 
And what the American people need to do is stop sitting around. I was I was disappointed to see. I'm not going to name the name of the show because they're not paying to be advertised. So why am I going to give this media outlet, you know, some advertisement? Did an entire show today. This is one month into Ukraine conflict, and it was war footage and war footage and this this bombing and this and this and this. When when we don't have one boot on the ground. I have not seen that level of reportage about the invasion at our southern border by him. I might as well say it's Eric Bowling from Newsmax. You know, what? I talk about Newsmax because I was on there yesterday, right? So why, why would I not say who it was? Incredibly disappointing to see that. When you're giving that kind of coverage constantly over something that, that ultimately, you know, really as of right now, it needs to, we, don't get me wrong. Of course, we got to be engaged in foreign policy, right? But, but if you're, if, um, and there's things that I've already just talked about that he could have done, that Biden could have done to discourage Russia from going in. Um, and we need to be encouraging peace. We need to be uh, doing Trump style. Trump for four years was masterful at, at uh, the Reagan plan of peace through strength. We understand as Republicans, Trump understood. We know that we must have a vigorous foreign policy that's based on the principles of peace through strength. So don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted as Diamond and Silk would say. I understand the need for foreign policy and how we need to be working with uh, foreign leaders, we need to be doing everything that we can to stop war. But that doesn't mean that our media should be spending all day, every day showing footage in order to get the American people amped up, beating the war drums. And that's not hyperbolic. It's all day. It's all day using the same tactics that it was all day, every day about COVID. And later on, I'm going to get into why that was a mistake and why that allowed this country to go down a road to where we even had conservatives immediately putting their arm out to get jabbed by something that Pfizer that was killing Americans and Pfizer was hiding it. And people were fired because they didn't want to get that jab and they should get their jobs back. Now that we see the reports of the deaths and the adverse reactions in just the first 90 days of when those shots were rolled out, Americans were killed. And that needs more focus than what's happening. You want to do a report or two on Ukraine? Absolutely. We have never been in a more, and and Skins and I have been talking about this. We have never been in a less secure position in the United States of America. We get it. We get it. We're afraid. But the knee jerk reaction should not be to let this man who destroyed 20 years of, uh, of U.S. military treasure and lives with the Afghanistan intended, intentional, chaotic, um, I don't, how do we describe it? Removal, the way we left Afghanistan, the way we wrapped up that war. We, ne- we, we did not go in there with a definition of what a W would be. You do not take the United States of America. We need to say no more. This is where we're coming from. No more. Are we going to get behind on the basis of emotion, like is what happened with George W. Bush, to where we get into a 20-year conflict where we don't have the definition of what a win is. We have rules of engagement that leave our, our military as sitting ducks. And then after 20 years, trillions of dollars and thousands of lives lost from the Americans, uh, from the Americans in the military – yeah, over if you there, don't know what a win is, that, you don't get involved. Right. Then we're going to leave, uh, we're going to, we're going to leave Americans behind enemy lines. We're going to bring a, a hundred thousand refugees here, many of which we, most of which were not vetted, many of which now we find are national security risks, child traffickers and worse. And with U.S. military being killed in the process, we got to be, we got to be paying attention to 
that the uh, today a, a friend of mine texted me that the U.S. Army now has removed the two mile run as a part of its basic training requirement. Now they just got to do a two mile walk. And you really you're you're and you're here to try to tell me that I'm a Putinoid. And then I'm in full support of Putin because I'm not sitting here going, yeah, let's send our let's send the military over there. No. If you care about the national security of this country, if you are as scared as skins and I are about this country with all these bad guys around, whether it's NOCO, Iran, Russia, China, then then the last thing you need to be doing is encouraging some buffoon like Biden who's over there trying to act tough and it doesn't give a crap about the, the, the security of this country. And nobody respects him. Nobody respects him. He's over there acting like he's so respected that, you know, when he was in a meeting, he was said, you know, I'm here to tell you America's back. Oh, how long? Somebody supposedly said to him, well, you know, I hope that that other guy runs against me. He's so full of crap. There's not one leader around this world who has respect for an old man who's never accomplished anything but using his office to line the pockets of his family and his friends and they all know what a joke he is along with his crack cokehead son it's despicable i'm going to take a break when i come back we're going to bring in larry clayman get his perspective on uh katanji brown jackson somebody was saying earlier today that she is an example not just of the far left agenda but how far we've sunk as a nation truly Get more from the Andrea K show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K spelled K A Y E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Before the break, we were talking about uh, this the uh, issue of sanctions against Russia and Biden's lies today. He was also quoted to say that in regards to the food shortage that it's going to be real. And that the price of the sanctions against Russia are going to be paid by Americans as well. And we all know um, that the uh, the shortages, the gas prices are all as a result of his policies. And he wants to put the blame on um, uh, on uh, Putin, of course. And as we've talked the last uh, couple nights, uh, we know that this is a part of the Great Reset. Also, a part of the Great Reset, the New World Order is the destruction of the rule of law and the cultural Marxist movement meant to take down the greatest superpower in the history of the world, that being the United States of America. I said at her nomination that uh, this was not about identity politics, that her skin color was not the reason she was being put forth. This had nothing to do with race. It had everything to do with the use of race being a shield, a cover on Katanji Brown-Jackson, so that they could put forth some far-left communist and nobody could would, would would dare be allowed to question her or they would be called a racist here now to discuss uh, the nomination of what is probably going to be confirmed uh, the first openly marxist in my opinion uh justice on the supreme court is larry clayman founder of freedom watch and someone who's actually argued a case in front of kbj and he joins me now hey larry hey my soul brother good to, good to hear from you soul sister <clears throat> okay yes, you're absolutely right you're right um, what's, what, um, I've covered the, I think I've covered the, the hearings. I don't want to say extensively because I mean, they went all day every day, but the two areas that I think that the Republicans, I, I felt that they were far too deferential, 
um, including Cruz. And even though the left is coming out and saying that, of course, exactly as I said, that her skin color is, is cover, just like in 2008, if you dared, you know, to question Obama on anything, you were a racist and John McCain treated him with kid gloves. I felt like the Republicans were too nice to her. Um, but I do think e- even though they still exposed her for, she- for who she was with the CRT, the 1619 Project, and her leniency to sex offenders. Well, it's nice that they exposed her, but it makes no difference. And as you said, Andrea, I have appeared in front of her. She was a lower court judge for the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. She didn't even know what the Freedom of Information Act was. I was appearing for Cliven Bundy. I wanted documents that dealt with his prosecution. And the case ultimately got transferred to an even worse judge, Colleen Kohler Catelli. That's just a highly politicized hack court in Washington, D.C. But it's a dog and pony show. That's all it is. And it's an opportunity for people like Lindsey Graham to shoot their mouth off, to make statements. But the fact is, they confirmed this woman twice in the past, the Republicans, when they controlled yeah. the Senate. Yeah, Lindsey. And- yeah, they're trying to cover now. Well, Graham even said, well, yeah, I confirmed her for the district court, but but this is different now. Now I got I got I got to look at her more closely. Right. And then he then he puffs out his chest over Gitmo detainees and does the dramatic, you know, like he's up the view, gets up and walks out. But you're right. They had a chance to stop her uh, early on, didn't they? They did. And. You know, I was listening to Jonathan Turley, who's a very nice man. I know Jonathan. You know, he likes to get on TV. He says whatever it takes to get him on, essentially. But he says, well, you know, it's really important that we get into judicial philosophy, and I really didn't hear anything about that. Well, you know, we know her judicial philosophy. You had it right. She is a communist. She does believe in critical race theory. She does believe in pushing homosexuality, transgenderism, and transsexualism when children. Marsha Blackman, Bern asked her a question, can you define the difference between a man and a woman? And she says, I can't. Okay, so yeah. this is what you're dealing with here. And then Blackburn comes back, typical Republican establishment. Oh, you're a really nice woman. You're really articulate, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. The Supreme Court has become so irrelevant at this point. And that's why you and I, Andrea, we did our third Continental Congress. So I wrote my new book, It Takes a Counter-Revolution, Wake Up America, is that we need a new legal system. These people are hacks. They get there through political campaign contributions and other forms of bribery. And we don't have anybody on the bench that will stand in the stead for the American people. No one, not even the Republicans on that Supreme Court, would even give Trump a hearing when he challenged the election back in 2020. And the the, uh, Attorney General of Texas brought a very good suit. Even he couldn't get a hearing at the Supreme Court. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, Trump likes to still go out on the campaign trail and and declare them as having been a victory uh, for him. And, you know, he you know, and to to Trump's defense, um, before he got the nomination, he went to the Federalist Society and said, give me a list of names of of who I should nominate for the court. You know, he's not he's not an attorney. He trusted uh, minds around him and he was misled. Um, I warned against Gorsuch. I warned against Kavanaugh. I warned against Amy Coney Barrett, um, just like I warned it. You know, it was clear in Jeff Sessions uh, for AG and in his hearings that he was going to be a disaster. I think part of the problem that we've got is I don't want to ever see another SCOTUS nominee out of Harvard, uh, Columbia, Yale or any of these decrepit, gross, moldy, blank communist institutions again. 
either they come out of Hillsdale College or I'm not interested. Yeah, you can add my alma mater, Duke, into that one. Yeah. But here's, here's another thing. Today there was a lawsuit filed by Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton, against Christopher Steele, against Mark Elias, who I've been up against in Alabama with regard to Judge Roy Moore in the past. These people who greased the Steele dossier and triggered the Russian collusion investigation. The case was filed in Palm Beach. It was assigned to a judge who I write about in my book, Donald Middlebrooks, who's a complete political hack, Clinton appointee. And I had a case in front of him years ago, similar to the one that Trump filed today, RICO, against Hillary Clinton. They co- copied the concept. Case will go nowhere. And Trump knows that, and his lawyers know that. But it's a fundraising gambit. And it's sad, because you can't get justice for these kinds of cases in the courts anymore. And even if it was a Republican appointee, it would go nowhere, because they're not going to stick their neck out for Donald Trump or anybody else. No, and that's it, where we are today. Right. In yeah. fact, um, the Republicans have vowed a probe um, into the Hunter Biden laptop story, um, into that story being spiked if they win back the House. I'm supposed to be impressed by this. And look, I, I, I will tell you, locally here in San Diego, we have some amazing, good Republicans. In fact, we've got a leader here in the Republican Party. What she has done in terms of, of a get-out-the-vote campaign was able to get a Republican elected in a Democrat uh, pl- a plus 18 district. Okay, she, uh, she has identified a way to overcome the fraud. But at the at the national level, it's a disgrace what's going on at our Republican Party. And I don't have any trust. And in, in, in there's about two of them that I would uh, that I think are worth a dang. One of which is, is Andy Biggs. Um, the, the rest, the rest of them, including Jim Jordan, uh, I'm, uh, you know, Devin Nunes, you know, I'm supposed to he's not there anymore. But they're examples of the fact that they when um, Trump was in the White House and they had both houses of Congress, they had an opportunity to do real investigations and hold people accountable they didn't back when obama was still in office and they were in control of both houses of congress they could have held people accountable trey gowdy would not even call hillary clinton a liar let alone do anything to hold her accountable for benghazi in fact he negotiated with her to only have one benghazi hearing around the time of the midterms so as not to sway the election so i'm not swayed by any republican um try to uh, fundraising schemes with promises of investigations larry clayman are you well, and, and even if they did anything, I love Jim Jordan, you know, sleeves rolled up, you know, I'm, I'm digging in, I'm the wrestling coach from Ohio State, or Nunes, who was a complete fraud, I tried to get him to investigate mass surveillance, mm-hmm. he wouldn't do it after Snowden, Yeah, you know, because they have everything, it's mutual sure destruction, they've got dirt on everybody, so it just becomes a dog and pony show to raise money for the Republican Party, they become a racketeering enterprise, you know, and how many emails are you getting every day, Andrea? And I'm getting emails now from Trump's consultants, five to 10 of them every day. I mean, they wanted me to help them buy a private plane last week. I sent back, I said, the president claims he's owed $8 billion. Don't be raising money off these people. Now they're raising money off of One American News. You know, Yeah. I mean, give the money to One American News. They're going to need it. I don't think Trump knows what these people are doing to a great extent, but these political consultants are making huge amounts of money. These congressmen that you mentioned go on Fox News and also rake in the money. And the American people are given short trips at the same time that we've got a brain dead moron of a president who was a complete disgrace today in Brussels. That's a whole nother issue. Uh, and tells Putin that if I take a strong stand, it'll be World War Three. So Ugh. go to it, Vladimir Putin.
Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's really incredibly frightening. Um, and, you know, I do want to take quibble with you for a moment, though, in terms of the Supreme Court being irrelevant. I think they're very relevant in the fact that that the left has done a great job of amassing the power into the court system, to the Department of Justice, mm-hmm. whether it be at the uh, unelected deep state bureaucrats that are targeting parents as domestic terrorists. And not one question, by the way, was asked of her about the January 6th political prisoners. Not one Republican asked her about them here we've we've got due process being denied people being denied bail specifically because one of the january 6th defendants was told i'm not you still seem to hold a belief that that there was something untowards that happened in the election in 2020 and as long as you hold that belief you're not getting out of here and today yeah they they make them do forced confessions you think you're in iran yeah, the Soviet Union or North Korea. And that's something I discuss in my book. You know, I have 20 of the worst judges I've ever appeared in front of. And many of them are these judges, some of them who, uh, who have gone south, like Royce Lambert, who put the QAnon shaman in prison because they, he didn't like the way he dressed. Yeah, I did nothing. Guy gave him 41 months. I mean, the, the guy's a freak. OK, but that doesn't give you 41 months. And most of these people were peaceful. And that's our capital. And, it, and it's not really trespassing. They walked in our Capitol. QAnon Shaman walked in with a, a, a Capitol policeman right at his side. So this is an, a, a full court press to quell all dissent. The Republicans know they're in trouble, too. You know, they'll be taken to the guillotines along with the Democrats, so to speak, figuratively speaking. And I agree with you. The Supreme Court is relevant only to the extent that it makes decisions which harm division and creation of our founding fathers. Well, well, Otherwise, yeah, they legislate from the they legislate from the bench. There was a whole lot of um uh, questioning about, I can't remember what the term was, subjective due process or whatever it was, or substantive due process, basically where they, you know, they sit and, and twist themselves into pretzels. Uh, you know, to to, yeah. you know, craft law and, and, and powers and rights that are not enumerated in, in the U.S. Constitution. Um, and, you know, and, and there the, the plan is, is that and, and this whole thing about stare decisis is that if they can get it legislated from SCOTUS and then, oh, precedent, 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 then that's the law of the land forever. And then we have nine unelected, you know, dictators in black robes controlling the United States. And that's the play. And that's that's been going. That's why she's so stupidly and moronically pretended she didn't know anything about Dred Scott, right? Because that was overturned. Yet she could sit there and ad nauseum go on about Gideon, right? I mean, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, good for her that she was able to be used um, without having to be articulate or even able to be even remotely, you know, um, uh, you know, a, able to form a sentence. No, she's a she's an affirmative action judge, and, and it shows. Harvard. She yeah. gets into Harvard because she's black and a woman. Yeah. She gets into major law firms in Washington D.C. because she's black and a woman. She gets to the D.C. court, the, the lower federal court. She makes more decisions so wrong that even her leftist colleagues on the appellate court reversed her more than anybody else. You know, and now she gets to be Supreme Court justice and doesn't even know what the Freedom of Information Act is. Well, no, and she and, right, and she can't even. I, 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 the the contrast 
between her and Amy Coney Barrett, who I'm not a fan of, but just in terms of the contrast, in terms of the mental acuity and intellect is, is it was almost, I'm almost humiliated for her. I mean, if you're going to have somebody up there answer a question, oh, how can I know what a woman is? I'm not a biologist. If you're going to put forth somebody to give that kind of an answer, can you at least find somebody with the talent to pull it off? Because it's so incredibly insulting to my intelligence to have somebody that stupid and that, um, um, low, uh, I don't, I, I, you know, I got to be careful what I say here. Um, but let's just say I agree with Tucker that I want to see her LSAT scores. Let's say that there are very intelligent black people and very intelligent black women, women, but she's not one of them. I actually, you know, I had to do a double take. I thought maybe it was Whoopi Goldberg that was up there the other day. I mean, she kind of looks like well, Whoopi well, yeah, I, you know, it's well, at least I, I find Whoopi to be far more, you know, articulate and able to to, you know, argue, argue it far better than this woman. Um, I to, to think I want to wrap with this. Um, you know, I was going to play a quote, but I don't know if I have time now. Um, yeah, I want to go ahead and play it. This is the attorney general out of Alabama. And I think that it, when he was asked today about her, I think what he had to say about her really summarized her well. Judge Jackson's now infamous law review article gives me no assurance that she would give voice to the voiceless victims of sex crimes. In that note, she questioned the necessity of sex offender community notification requirements, a common sense public safety measure that this body passed with bipartisan support and that the public overwhelmingly approves. Remarkably, the word victim did not appear once in her analysis. Voting the false creed that the American criminal justice system is unfair, a reference to and herself used in the opening line of a 2020 opinion undermines justice itself. It denigrates the rule of law. It impedes the ability of law enforcement to protect and serve. It impairs the duty of prosecutors to keep violent criminals behind bars. All of this subverts the safety of the public and is most detrimental to the very voices Judge Jackson claims to speak for. I've heard nothing this week to alleviate my fear that Judge Jackson believes that a fundamental redesign is needed in our criminal justice system, and that she would be so inclined to use her position on the court to this end. For this reason, I respectfully oppose her nomination. This woman is a danger. There is a, a war going on against the children in this country, and the Democrats are, are um, intentionally destroying the rule of law, unleashing murderers, violent felons, and child rapists onto our streets for the purpose of transforming America into their into their communist system. And she is the Trojan horse put on the Supreme Court to make that permanent. One minute, wrap us up. Larry Clayman. Well, this is a symptomatic of our justice system, which is a system of injustice, whether you're left, right or center. And the thesis of my books last year's It Takes a Revolution and this year's It Takes a Counter Revolution is based upon what Jefferson said, unelected, unaccountable to the people, there for life under Article three of our Constitution. They would become despots and tyrants, causing us to shed the blood of patriots and tyrants yet again every 20 years or so. He didn't want to see violence, neither do I, neither do you, Andrea. But the reality is we are left defenseless because we do not have a justice system that will protect the American people from the tyranny of the other two branches of government and themselves. And she is a poster girl. Uh, of course, we don't really know what she is, and she doesn't know the difference between man and woman. But she's a poster girl for judicial tyranny. And without judges, who are in theory our most important public servants, then this country will continue to go downward 
at a rapid pace. And you're the only one that's mentioned that she's only here right now because the Republican Party allowed her to get this close to the Supreme Court by voting for her at lower levels. Thank that's you. Right. That's right. And now they, now they, they uh, want to make a big show in Congress, but right. they know nothing's going to happen. Right. Larry Clayman, thank you for being here. Appreciate you. God bless, soul sister. Thank you. you All right. Y'all stay tuned. we got more coming up on the other side of the break. I'm going to share with you guys the Pfizer reports. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. So in September 2021, a group called Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency filed a Freedom of Information Act request with the U.S. Uh, with the FDA to obtain documentation. This is from uh, the Epoch Times or Epoch Times, however you want to say it. Documentation used to approve Comirnaty, which is Pfizer's COVID, quote, vaccine, including safety and effectiveness data, adverse reaction reports and list of active and inactive ingredients. When after a month, the FDA, the FDA still had not responded to the FOIA request, PHMPT sued Pfizer and the FDA, and they asked the judge to give them 75 years to release all the documents, doling out just 500 pages per month. But the judge ruled that they have to release them at a rate of 55,000 pages per month. So the first batch of documents um, have been revealed and, and uh, different people have gone through these. And, and I've told you that I was waiting for somebody to give a good summary and we have it. Uh, the small batch of documents released by the uh, FDA in mid-November 2021 revealed that in the first three months of the COVID jab rollout, Pfizer received 42,086 adverse event reports that included 1,223 deaths. Now, um, let me remind you that in 1976, when the swine flu vaccine uh, was rolled out, it was pulled after 25 deaths, deaths, 25 deaths. Um, The first really large tranche of Pfizer documents, some 10,000 pages, was released by the FDA in March of 2022. There are nine pages of recorded side effects. I published those on Facebook. Uh, About 158,000 different health problems in all. Uh, There... um There is something called... um, I don't have time to get into all of this. So there was um, also, there's something called case report forms or F- CRFs. And a majority of the CRFs in this release were from an, a, 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 a company called Ventavia. And they were, um, so uh, they were one of the organizations running the trial sites. And they are currently facing a lawsuit brought by Brooke Jackson, a former Ventavia regional director. Jackson was fired shortly after she brought concerns about potential data falsification and poor laboratory management to the attention of the FDA and higher ups in the company. And many of those are, um, and you can read in this Epoch Times article, and many of those included things like, uh, patients that were entered into the healthy population group that were far from healthy. Um, one was a type 2 diabetic with angina and a cardiac stent with a history of heart attacks. Um, in, in other cases, the serious advert event numbers were left blank. 
uh, Ventavia site number 1085 has a particularly large number of missing SAEs. So they were not documenting this. So think about this. In the first uh, 90 days, they had over 40,000 uh, severe, uh, serious adverse events. But then according to this report, there were over a thousand um, uh, from Ventavia number 1085. They had large numbers that were missing. So so we're still missing a huge number, right? Um, they were missing barcodes for samples that were collected. And without those barcodes, you couldn't match the sample to the participant. So they are rushing out to us these shots. And this is the way that the trials are being handled. They're documenting some some participants as healthy when they're clearly not. Think about how that skews the outcome, right? Think about how that skews the results. Think about not documenting severe adverse reactions. People are trusting when they're, and they're pushing this on children, right? But it gets even worse. Um. There were suspicious looking SAE, which is the serious adverse event starts and end dates. For example, the so-called healthy diabetic that I previously mentioned suffered a serious heart attack on October 27th, 2020. The end date for the event is listed as October 28th the next day, which is odd because it was recorded as serious enough to require hospitalizations. So basically they're trying to take act as though this, this adverse reaction was over in a day when this person ended up in it being in a hospital. Right. And it gets even worse. On that same day, October 28th, the patient was diagnosed with pneumonia, which is likely why that person was hospitalized. Um, But the way that they were recording pneumonia is sketchy because what they did and here's where it gets a little confusing. Should I save this for after the break? Yeah, I'm going to take a break when I come back. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to try to simplify what they did here in terms of ways that they were manipulating in order to minimize the adverse reactions to the shot. Stay tuned. The Andrea K Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Continuing uh, on this Pfizer report, uh, one of the things that they were doing at this um, Ventavia site was they unblinded the workers. They're not supposed to know who's gotten the placebo versus who's gotten the actual shot. And the reason why they unblinded them was because they were fudging, um, you know, if if, uh, if uh, there was a concern with these shots that you're manufacturing COVID, right? Something called antibody-dependent enhancement. Um, are they getting it? And so by, um, if they knew that somebody had gotten the COVID shot and then they come down with COVID pneumonia, then they, then they record it just as pneumonia so that they're not showing that they got COVID pneumonia from having gotten the COVID vaccine. Something else that was going on is they were dismissing brand new health problems as, as unrelated to the treatment. For example, in one case, a female participant with no medical history of impaired kidney function was diagnosed with kidney stones and severe hypokalemia requiring hospitalization one month after a second dose. Yet despite her having no history of kidney problems, both events were dismissed as not related to the study. Um, 
It just goes on and on and on. They had one woman who fell after the shot and um, suffered a facial facial laceration as a result of it. And they said that that had to do with low uh, blood pressure. Um, the CDC guidance contradicts the comirnity label itself. While the CDC initially claimed that anaphylactic reactions to the jab occur at approximately the same rate as other vaccines, they have since removed that claim. And both the CDC and comirnity label now states the administration of comirnity is limited to facilities that can medically manage anaphylactic reactions because it is 50 to 100 times higher than that related to the CDC. Now, so you got it. You got to be near, and uh, you know you can go into anaphylactic shock from this. While the CDC claims post jab myocarditis is mild and remo- and resolves quickly, the comirnity label clearly states that information is not yet available about potential long term sequelae. The CDC recommends the COVID jab for pregnant women, yet the label states that, quote, available data on comirnity administered to pregnant women are insufficient to inform vaccine associated risks in pregnancy. The CDC, FDA, mainstream media contend that the COVID jab cannot cause cancer or fertility problems, yet the comirnity label clearly states that comirnity has not been evaluated for the potential to cause carcinogenicity, genotoxicity, or impairment of male fertility. If it has not been evaluated, how can they claim to know that it cannot cause these kinds of problems? Can you imagine, Andrea, if all of this had come out right when before they were recommending people get the vaccine, how many people would actually get it? None. Unless you're unless you're insane. And yet people are still it's out there, but nobody's talking about it in the mainstream media. Have you heard anybody else going through this? No, this is the first time I've heard it. I'm not hearing it on any anywhere. This is out there, but you're not hearing it. No, no, what we're, and, and it gets even worse here. In 2018, Pfizer partnered with the Chinese Communist Party payment platform Alipay, which was used to implement an early Chinese version of vaccine passports called the Internet Plus Vaccination Initiative, aimed at creating disease awareness via mobile devices. Um, Alipay is a tool that the CCP uses, by the way, as part of its, quote, technology facilitated surveillance and social control network known as the social credit system. So Pfizer, this has been this is just all been about getting you with getting you forcing you into the digital surveillance system and the social credit score. And they don't care who they kill. They don't care how many, this is why we've got all these spontaneous women, uh, uh, you know, having miscarriages late into their pregnancy, spontaneous miscarriages, stillbirths. This is why we've got stroke units set up for in pediatric units now that we didn't before. They are killing Americans with these shots. How many Americans got these shots because they were forced to in order to keep their job? How many lost their job? Because they didn't take the shot. They're going to get their job back? A lot of people. Who And why isn't anybody talking about this and reporting this in the news? Nobody but, but Andrew K. Show. And we're going to keep talking about it. And I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.